What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by my brother, Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? Today, we are here to review a new release. New release on DVD. Uh, it came out back in January, and that is the fifth movie in the Scream franchise, and it is called Scream. But... It's also not Scream because the first one's called Scream. So it's technically Scream 5. I don't know. People, the, the horror movies get so fucking crazy with the with the titles and shit. I can't keep up with it anymore. But this is Scream 5. It just came out recently. So if you have not seen this movie and you want to see it, back out of this, go watch the movie because it just came out on DVD. Go watch it and then come back to this review because we will be talking spoilers uh, from this point forward. So you have been warned. But we're just going to go ahead and jump into this review, sir. So uh, we're going to get the Patreon stuff out of the way. If you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. Uh, support us any of those tiers and you get access to our Discord, which we just started doing live streams of our two game episodes. So you can chat with us, make statements, ask questions, whatever, while we are recording. Uh, you get video feed uh, of us recording. So if you want access to that, go to patreon.com slash 2game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, uh, Casey Pye, Christina Lambeau, Brian Slash, Corey Costa. Uh, we appreciate y'all support inside that $20 tier every single month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, let's fucking just jump into this. Did I mention Michael King as the uh, as a Patreon supporter? Do you remember that name? Uh, I usually don't pay attention during this segment. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if we're being honest. I kind of went through that, and I feel like I forgot somebody. So uh, I feel like it was Michael King that I forgot. Uh, Michael, if I fucking forgot your name, I'm sorry. Uh, shout out, sir. Shout out to you. Thank you. Uh, but dick move, dude. Like You don't even fucking pay attention. That's fucked up. Well, you always tell me, you're, you always fucking say shit. So I just uh, act like you're one of my kids for a few minutes. I, I, I hear like, you, but I don't hear you. <laughs> I, I feel like I should be offended by that, but I, like, I'm not at the same time because you don't fucking interrupt me. But I feel like, yeah, you're, I mean, one of, I feel like you're one of my kids that I can't get you to shut up, you know? Hey, I mean, I'm not going to fucking deny. <laughs> <laughs> well, just guys, like a fucking woman I, I do it to make you happy and then that uh, wasn't good enough oh here we go here we yep. fucking go dude we were yeah, watching uh speaking of which we were watching a, a tv show last night on hulu uh the girl from plainville about the girl that uh caused her boyfriend to kill himself through text messages remember that oh yeah yeah how was that uh, we're on episode like three or four and it's uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody. I'm already too far into it to to, to turn back, so I'm kind of in it for the long haul. The girl that plays the uh, the actual girl, Michelle Carter, she does a fantastic job. Like she is fucking out there. Uh, does a really good job acting. Everybody else in the show, not so much. Not so much. Uh, so it should be a lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just I don't know if I'd recommend it to people. I don't know. I don't know if it's that good. Um, but anyways, someone said in that movie or in that show, they're like, here we go. And the fucking dude comes back. 
where are we fucking going? I was like, that's kind of funny. You get it? <laughs> no? No, I'm kind of confused. You know, like when you say something, oh, here, here the fuck we go. Yeah. And he said, where the fuck are we going? What the fuck ever, man? I don't, I don't even know why I tell you. I don't even, I don't, man, I don't, what the this fucking guy here? I don't even know why I fucking talk to you anymore. Jesus. I swear, it's every every fucking day, man. We do a review. It's like, you can't give me just a fucking reach around, you know, and just let me have it. A fake laugh is better than you got, You got me all fucked up. I'm thinking you're talking about the movie. No, it's not the fucking movie. What? Oh, my God. Let's fucking move on. See? <laughs> let's yeah, let's move on. <laughs> You have you had me all fucking weirded out there. <laughs> all right, so jumping into the fun facts. Uh Scream 2022 or Scream 5 or Scream, whichever you want to fucking call it, the one that came out this year. Uh 25 years after a streak of brutal murders, murders of brutal <laughs> of brutal murders. Uh shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California. A new killer dons the ghost face mask again and begins targeting a group of teenagers again to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past again <laughs> like this is basically oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i fucking love this series <laughs> <laughs> this movie this particular movie was uh directed by matt bettinelli open and tyler gillette gillette i don't fucking know go fuck yourself uh, they directed made the razors. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing for that. <laughs> uh, they directed Ready or Not, uh, Southbound, uh, Devils Do, and VHS uh, with some slashes up in there or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this movie was, had a budget of $24 million and it grossed $140.1 million. It stars Neve Campbell. Uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Melissa Barrera, and Jack Quaid. It released on January 14th, 2022, and it has a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes. Uh, I have three fun facts for y'all. This is the first Scream film to not be directed by Wes Craven, who died in 2015 from cancer. Uh, this is This movie takes place 25 years and 25 days since the original film's release on December 20th, 1996. A sixth film is also greenlit, and with the directors and screenwriters returning, for better or for worse. And that is it for the fun fact. So, two things I want to start off with, sir. The two I got a goop that... there, sir. Oh, what, what, what you got? When he's going in there to uh, get a beer downstairs in the basement fridge. You'll see uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. They don't sell Hellman's Hellman's mayonnaise west of the Rockies. Uh huh. Hmm. That was a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) All this guy said was, "Hmm." (laughs) You know what? Go fuck yourself because I'm not giving you one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve that. You don't fucking throw a bone for me. I ain't throwing a bone for you this time. I feel you, dog. A little bit of a stretch, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, too sure. <laughs> so I want to know two things. One, I want to know what your expectations were going into this movie. And then two, how many movies of this franchise you have seen? 
I had seen the original uh, in 96. Mm-hmm. That was the only one, and it's been since 96 area that I've watched it. My expectations were kind of low because I know you like this genre, and I'm kind of picky with my horror films. Uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, <laughs> super in depth there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy said, I really kind of expected this movie just to be shitty. I mean, I just kind of whatever. I couldn't figure a nicer way to say it. <laughs> All right. So I have been watching this series since it came out in 96. I was six years old and I have been watching it since then. Like, it's kind of crazy that mom would let me watch this shit when I was six years old. But Nonetheless, I have been watching this shit since day one. I have been watch. I've watched every movie that has come out uh, multiple times. Uh, let's see. I saw Scream Four in theaters. I don't believe I saw one, two, or three in theaters. I definitely didn't see one or two in theaters. Uh, but I, d- I did see them all once they got released on DVD and whatnot. Uh, but I, I absolutely love this series. It's one of my favorite horror series. I think it's one of the best. Uh, one of the most consistent series. Uh, but the the issue you have to realize when going into this particular series is they are spoofing other series. They're doing they're doing it seriously, but they're making fun of horror in general with all these movies. So it kind of gets a pass for some of the shit that it does because it comes off as being just terrible, but they're making fun of that. So it's kind of like it's it's what I've realized after watching this movie is this is going to be very hard for me to review. Very hard for me to review. Uh, but my expectations going into it were sky fucking high. I expected good kills. I wanted a good story. I wanted great cliche horror moments that they would, uh, that they would expose, that they make fun of. Uh, I did expect some predictability, but I also wanted something to kind of exceed my expectations. I wanted them to do shit that I was not expecting and kind of be unpredictable in, in some scenes. And I got those, some of those expectations met and some of them were not. So the floor is your sir. Uh, what did you think about scream five? Man, fuck that movie. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> you hated it, huh? Dude, no, I, Oh, I fucking hated it, dude. Uh, I don't. I get that it's it's a satire, it's a spoof, but I don't know, man. It's just fucking boring as hell. Uh, and I think what they were spoofing has already been done so much. It was like, am I really just watching Scream One with new actors? So you know what, what you I'm saying? Know. It just it wasn't done very well, I don't think. You know, take Scary Movie, for example. That was kind of the same thing, but shit, that was funny as hell. And then I couldn't tell. I was like, man, are they acting horribly bad, or is that a spoof part of it? But then on the other hand, I think maybe I scored it so low because I think there were a lot of inside jokes that you would have had to have watched the other ones to pick up on you know like they pay homage to the last couple like they uh paid homage to the uh 
the killer in the first movie by being her dad. Yes. Things like that. So I, I kind of feel like maybe I missed some of it due to that, but and I was just so fucking bored in it. it. It felt like there was 35 minutes of people sitting around going, Oh, you're the killer. <laughs> no, I'm the killer. And then the other part of it was people running and getting stabbed. I I mean, I, it's hard for me to disagree with a lot of what you just said. Uh, I didn't find it super boring. I, I felt like the middle, let's see, not the middle, but like the, there's like the, there's like that part right after like the first third of the movie. I was like, what? Like, what is this? Like it almost took it almost an hour. Once the hour mark hit, I felt like it got a lot better in terms of what they were doing and whatnot. Uh, but before that, it was kind of like, kind of lackluster, to be honest with you. And I was kind of disappointed. To me, they are making fun of legacy quills, which do you know what a legacy quill is? They kind of explain it in the movie, but do you understand what it is? No. So legacy quills is, is basically what this is. You see how they had the three main characters from all the previous movies? Yeah. And then they have a set of new characters. So legacy quills have, I want to say like the Force Awakens kind of started it and whatnot, which is a Star Wars movie. They basically brought back the three main characters and introduced a whole new set of characters for the new trilogy. And that's kind of what they're making fun of right here. They brought back the three main characters from the first four movies, and then they brought uh, new characters into it. So they are making fun of that the entire movie. The issue that I found with this movie is, or the biggest issue with me liking this movie versus not liking this movie is for every great thing that they do in this movie, there are some really, really great things that they do in this movie. But for everything that they do right, they do one or two things wrong. I'm trying to figure out what they did right. So... Obviously, they are recreating the first movie. Okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. The issue with that, not the issue, but they're doing that as a homage to the original, but they're also kind of continuing with what the, the series is about as, as a whole, which is a love letter to horror movies, which is all the horror movies eventually go back to the beginning. So that's what this movie does. It goes back to the beginning, and... There are several sequences in the movie that are almost the exact same as the original, just with different characters. The opening sequence, I mean, obviously not the exact same, but it's the same scenario. Girl on the phone, in the, uh, in the kitchen, dude calls her, what's your favorite scary movie? And they change it up a little bit, but it's basically the same thing. And then you have, uh, what was it? There was another scene in the movie that was very reminiscent of the movie fuck i forgot uh but there's there's several sequences like that in in the over the course of the movie it's just you, you i i was super curious how you would feel about it, josh not having those four movies and watched them and uh had the history with the series but i i don't think they did it enough i, I just don't think they did enough in this movie i think they it was poorly written. I thought there was some bad dialogue. Some, and like you said, the the acting is inconsistent. The three characters from the first four movies do fantastic. David Arquette 
was the MVP of this fucking movie. He was the best one out of all the characters. I agree with that. So do you think I left off or missed anything since I hadn't watched the other ones? No. Uh, from what I could gather, a lot of everything that was mentioned was mentioned from the first movie. All the Billy okay. Luke stuff, all the Stumacher stuff, uh, all the locations, that is all from the first movie. Uh, so back to what I was uh, saying about the uh, the sequels. They mentioned a lot of the first movie. I'm trying to think if they mentioned anything in the second movie. They do mention stuff from the from the third movie because it, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, they mentioned that Sydney was married to a guy named Mark. Yeah, he was in the third movie, so he's never shown in this movie, but. Uh, apparently they're married off screen and that's who that guy is. He's from the third movie. Uh, so you, you do need a little background from the third movie. Uh, the fourth movie. I don't think they fucking mentioned anything from the fourth movie whatsoever. Do you not feel like, I don't know, a, like a satire horror movie. Should it be seriously making fun of, or should it be kind of like scary movie where you like, laugh quite a bit through it while it's still making fun of it so the previous four movies are not like scary movie whatsoever it's more of i mean there's not a whole lot of humor in them there there's some humor uh it's more like dark humor and it's just it's just kind of like poking fun at the stupid shit that horror movies do in general so it's never it's never been a series that you just go into expecting to laugh a lot. It, you might get a chuckle here and there. That's basically what Scream has always been. It's like a serious poke at serious making seriously making fun of all the movies that have come before it. And it's not like scary movie whatsoever where it's supposed to be hilarious throughout. I don't know, but I just don't feel like this movie carried enough content all the way through it's i don't know it just i can't even put my finger on why it was so boring but you know i get the uh the the satire parts of it where you know the the score comes in and you're like oh somebody's gonna be behind the, uh, the glass or something or this dude's about to get shot or whatever and nothing happens it's you know he closes the cabinet and nothing's there I get that, but it, it still feels like, especially when that girl was in the hospital, like that, it just dragged and dragged. So I actually kind of agree with you, kind of disagree with you on this. And we'll, we'll talk about the hospital scene for a second. I thought the hospital scene, the very beginning of it, when she's getting out of the wheelchair and she's like slowly going down the hallway and shit like that, that took forever. And then she's about to get killed. And, you know, the uh, ghost face is on the phone with the sister. And, you know, they're, they're kind of trying to distract him and whatnot. And then she, they open the, the uh, elevator. And she's like, I was just trying to fucking distract you, bitch. And she fucking shoots him. Uh, once the elevator opens, that whole scene is actually really great. I actually, that was one of my favorite sequences in the entire movie. But like you said, it was very drawn out. It lasted way too long. Uh, I thought the death scene with David Arquette, uh, who is Dewey, I thought that scene was, it felt earned, honestly. 
because he's been stabbed before in the previous movies, and you probably don't get that very much. You don't get that that earned feeling because you didn't spend, uh, you know, fucking twenty five years with that character. So it probably doesn't affect you the same as it affects me. I mean, I'm not saying I sat there and fucking cried about it. I was just like, ooh, that kind of kind of hitch in the feels a little bit. But I feel like it was totally earned, and they kept with the uh, the series rules of, hey, you got to make sure these guys are dead. You got to shoot them in the head. That has been a rule that they have done from from movie number one. So for him to walk back in there, and I thought the whole scene of him emptying out the shells and it dropping on the floor, I thought those were great shots, fantastic shots. And then he gets stabbed, and I thought it was a great death scene. And then he yanks the knives out and the dude falls and it just, it lingers too long on that shot of Ghostface just staring at him. And then he wipes the blood off and then in scene ends. So earlier when I had mentioned that for every good thing that they do, they do something wrong. This scene is almost indicative of what I just said. See, now that scene, what? that scene makes more sense now that you've explained it, because I was like, all right, so we're supposed to make fun of it, but do we have to say, oh, you got to go back and shoot him in the head because he's going to come back? I didn't realize that was a franchise tidbit. Yes, so two things. The very first movie, they talk about, uh, the very end of that movie, they talk about uh, they always come back. That is that is the cliche thing at the very end of the, uh, the first movie, and they make fun of it. And uh, uh, Billy Loomis comes back just like they had predicted. They say, Are you always, the, the killer's never dead. You always got to shoot him in the head. And they've kind of done that every single movie. They kind of do the cliche, the, the killer's dead, but as soon as you let your guard down, he shoots back up to, to try one more time to kill you. So. Yeah, Dewey is walking out to to do that one thing that they have not done very well the entire series. So it makes sense uh, character-wise and story-wise for him to do that, and that's why I, I think the death feels uh, really earned. But then they linger on that shot way too long, and it just looks kind of stupid, to be honest with you. But then you go to the end of the movie, and they say the killer's never dead. So they shoot him what, four or five times in the fucking head? Yeah, you know what? You mentioned that now, and I didn't even pick that up on I was like, God dang, why the hell did she keep shooting them? She, she stabbed the shit out of them. But <laughs> yeah, now, now that, I was like, yeah, yeah, but now that you say that, I'm like, ah, that would make that would make sense now. Yes, so that is all just a part of the series as a whole, but the great thing is, the great thing is, they kind of subvert your expectations a little bit because you expected him to come back, but then they have old girl that got fucking fried <laughs> coming back from the fucking kitchen. <laughs> uh, Dude, yeah. I can't tell you how hard I laughed when that fucking happened. It was unexpected, man. I was not expecting to see somebody catch on fire in that movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> was so funny. That whole, that whole, like her fucking like getting caught on fire and everything was just so fucking hilarious. Uh, honestly, it may be some of the funniest stuff in any of the screen movies. Honestly, I will uh, say my favorite part 
is when old curly haired dudes making out with his girlfriend that has way too much makeup on. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, let's go upstairs. He's like, "Eh, let's not. (laughs) (laughs) The dude cop blocked himself. (laughs) Uh, She's like, you're such a fucking asshole. I mean, come on. (laughs) I I did enjoy that part. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Like at first you're like, oh, maybe he's like going to say like he doesn't want to have sex with her or maybe he doesn't want to like he doesn't have a condom or something like that no dude straight up says i really don't know if you're the killer or not (laughs) (laughs) when she gets pissed off about it he walks it back i mean i'm like 90 percent sure that you're not (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that had to have been the best part of it i'm telling you but i i loved when uh old amber when they're trying to escape from her and they fucking hit her in the head with that uh that glass uh, hand sanitizer and she fucking goes fucking hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> I was like what the fuck you thought about that man That's, uh, it was fucking hilarious and then you see them turn on the burners and you're like oh fuck I see where this is going but to actually see it happen I was like this is fucking awesome this bitch catches on fucking fire awesome did you did you pin down that it was going to be that boyfriend? Yes. So here is my, uh, I'm going to read my notes. Okay. As the movie is happening, I wrote this down. Okay. So I have killer wrote down at the top of my, of my notes. And I was trying to guess who it was. The first thing I said is totally Richie. <laughs> who is the boyfriend? Totally. <laughs> and then I wrote, well, shit, Richie gets cut. And then I said, but there was two in the first movie. There was two killers in the first movie. So still a chance of him getting uh, being the killer. And then my next one was called the fuck out of that. <laughs> because it was. But the thing is, they're kind of making fun, but also paying homage to the original, which is what these two killers are doing in this movie. They're recreating the events of the first movie. So What was the deal with the stab movie so damn much in there? They're like, it was stabbing. So, in the first movie, all those events happen, okay? The second movie is when the Stab movies come into uh, play. So, basically, Stab is the recreation of the events that happened in uh, Woodsboro. It's Hollywood making money off of the murders. So, anytime, like, you see, like, these these horror movies that are based on true events and whatnot, it's kind of like that. So stab one through eight is just them redoing everything that has happened in Woodsboro. So they are poking fun at horror movies that do sequels like that. So that's another little thing that they're kind of poking fun at. And then in this movie, they make fun of stab eight, which they said completely changed the series and fans were not happy about it. And it was fucking bullshit. And it was the worst movie in the, in the series. I mean, horror movies go through that. You think that was a uh, stab at Saul? Uh, it could be a stab at a n- numerous amount of horror uh, movies. Uh, See, so, you know, the more you speak about it, I think I just didn't get the humor that they were looking at on it. And maybe I would have if that was more of a, uh, if I had watched the whole genre or uh, franchise series, excuse me. Yes. I, I I was curious going into it whether you would get the same thing, but since it was a legacy cool, 
I didn't know if that would be a good starting point for you. Like it would be okay because they would still be referencing other things or, or what the case was. So that was mainly why I wanted to review this with you is to see uh, how a newbie to the franchise would, would like this. And I think that's very important to listeners out there on, hey, I haven't seen the first four movies. Can I just jump in on this one and get on the hype train? I think if you're looking for a complete experience, you should not jump in at this point. I think you should definitely watch one through four. The issue with that is you're not going to have that 25 years of invested time with these characters. So you you are not going to get the same exact experience that I'm going to get out of it. You I think are- that would be a good thing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think when the old characters are in there, it's great. When they add these new characters in there, uh, I just I, I really don't give a shit about them, to be honest with you. I, I think that's uh, uh, where a lot of the movie kind of fell apart for me personally, is these new characters. You want to introduce the uh, daughter of Billy Loomis, that is that is fine. They're kind of poking fun at the whole, uh, you know, soap opera thing where they kind of backtrack and say, oh, we had a daughter the whole time. So they're poking fun at that. That's fine. You want to have little visions of him? That's fine. Kind of weird because you shouldn't know who he is because he would have died when you were young, but whatever. You want to have the sister in there? That's fine. But you start throwing on these other characters in there. I just, I really don't care about them, honestly. They've had better characters in all the other movies compared to this one. And there's always that nerd in the group that knows the rules of, of horror movies. And this one, I don't know, she just didn't feel that interesting of a character to be able to be like, explain to me, explain to me the rules. But speaking of which, and she you was would, probably my least favorite character of all. Yeah, next to the, uh, the, the girl with all the makeup. Yeah, she was a throwaway. But you wouldn't know this, Josh. But you know when they say the number one rule of horror movies is this, number two rule of horror movies is this? Do you remember them talking about that? Yeah. Well, I have a little tidbit for you, sir. They change they when they say, "Oh, this is the number one rule of of horror movies." They change that number one rule every single fucking movie. It's never the same rule. <laughs> <laughs> so the number one rule is to fucking it's it's your boyfriend. Uh, that's never been the number one rule, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, I think that's where I come in at a disadvantage. Is you know a lot of the inside jokes I never picked up on. I was just like, oh man, this is. Kind of dragon. So, do you feel but, like just the story just wasn't that interesting? The kills weren't that is- interesting, or or the or it was the characters, or all the above? No, I think it was more of the just the characters. They just didn't have me entertained. I I liked when the uh, OGs came into play. I thought that was cool. And, you know, I thought some of the kill scenes were pretty good. I knew it wasn't going to be like a, a glory slasher. Let me tell you. I thought it lived up to it on uh, the kills, especially even though you could see the dude's neck was fake as hell. It was still a good shot, though. Let me tell you, the rest of the series is not that gory. This is the goriest one. 
when she is at the very end and she is stabbing him 500 times. And I'm not exaggerating. It's probably 500 times. And oh, she, at has least. The, she has the blood all over her face and whatnot. Yeah, the movie has never been that gory. The series has never been like that. But I do think they have some, some great kills in there. They do have a couple of kills that are kind of like lackluster, like the, the sheriff getting killed out in the front yard. I was like, eh, eh, maybe not so much. And then who was the one before that where he literally comes up to him and just stabs him in the chest and then walks off? That was, was that dude he got in a fight with in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the worst kill out of all. It was, it was the most boring. I didn't, uh, maybe I missed it. I didn't understand the connection between him and everybody else. Besides yeah. being a douchebag. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure I got the connection either. So I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why they went after him. Because it's always been the group related to the, the killers and the, uh, the main protagonist has always been in the screen movie. So I don't know how he's actually involved. Maybe I need to watch the movie again to kind of clue in on that. But yeah, it just seemed like a throwaway kill. I, I don't know what that was all about. I tell you what they should have did. And this would have blowed everybody's balls out the water. Make Dewey the killer. So I kind of had suspicions of that in this movie. I was thinking, hey, maybe he's he's going off the rails or maybe he's trying to uh, get back Gail over here so he restarts the murders. But to be honest with you, if they did that, that would be so against his character because he has always been the good guy in the series. He's always been there for Sydney, and he's always been there regardless of what happens and he's always been protective and whatnot. So I feel like if they went that route, it would be, what's the word? Not sacrilegious, but uh, some along those lines. It would, it would just go against his character so much. So I, I don't think it would have worked, to be honest with you. See, at first, that's who I thought it was. I was like, because they made so much of a uh, point to show you how shitty his life was, you know, falling over in there and trying to make coffee in a damn dirty-ass mug, stuff like that. I was like, oh, I bet you it's him. <clears throat> but I was wrong. Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier, for everything that they do right in this movie, they do something bad. And I want to talk about one scene in particular. That is, again, another scene that is indicative of what I, what I mean by this. The whole Sheriff Judy sequence of her driving to the house, her getting killed, the son moving from thing to thing in the kitchen, and then his death. So the whole Judy driving scene is just stupid to me. It's so overacted. Uh, it's so over the top that it, it just took me out of the movie completely. And then some of the scenes, how they were shot, are just kind of dumb, honestly. Uh, and then she gets killed in the driveway. So the whole time they are, this whole sequence is about expectations. You are expecting the guy, Wes, to get killed. That's what the killer wants you to believe, and that's what you're led to believe in this whole sequence. So she gets home and then I'm thinking, nah, dude, they, he totally just played her. She, she's about to fucking die. So predictability comes in 
and they do kill Sheriff Judy. And she dies. Uh, brutal death scene. And then it cuts to the son who is moving through the house. And they do this. They, sub- they try to play with your expectations because you're expecting jump scares. And then whenever he closes something, there's nobody there. And they even do some, some score cues, some music cues to kind of heighten that tension a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it was 100% effective, but they, they do do that a little bit. And then eventually, he does come out of nowhere and stabs the dude in the neck, which you said was fake as shit, and it is fake as shit. So that's what I mean. Like, the, the driving scene, bad. Death scene, good. Subverting your expectations by thinking the jump scare is going to happen when it doesn't, good. Fake neck, not good. <laughs> so it's like every every little bit. It's like something good, something bad, something good, something bad. And that is the entire movie. And that is ultimately why I'm I'm kind of disappointed by it, honestly, by this movie. Uh, you ever ate sushi before? I will keep my sexual comments to myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I have never seen anybody eat sushi with sriracha. Where the fuck was there sushi in this movie? Remember his uh, mom was going to go get sushi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. And he, he's setting up, and then he has, like, sriracha coming out. I'm like, the fuck is this? Ooh, I thought you ate uh, wasabi with that shit, not wasabi. sriracha. Soy sauce. Maybe I, hey, maybe I just don't, I'm not cultured enough. You I'm like, I'd, swine. I'd have been putting some Tony Sacheries on it. Would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So ultimately, going into this movie, if you're a fan of the series, I think you'll like it. I, I'm not saying I dislike this movie. I've been kind of critical of it. it it's just kind of hard to, to review this movie because it is making fun of other movies, but it's also doing it in a serious way. But I do feel like the acting is uneven. Uh, some actors are really great. Some actors are not. And then sometimes the actors will do really good and then other like scenes where they're trying to be like scared or whatnot, they just suck at it. Like the main protagonist, like when she gets like big eyed and whatnot, like dude, like come on, man, that's some that's some shitty fucking acting. But then you can make the case that that is supposed to happen because they're making fun of that. But I don't know. It's kind of like a weird line to kind of walk. As far as the writing and all that, I think it's uneven. I think. The uh, the the movie is just super predictable, but I think that's also something that they're making fun of because I mean they are recreating the first movie in a way, and then like you said, there are portions of it where it does get super boring, uh, especially towards the middle portion of the movie when they're just running from sequence to sequence, and it's just kind of stupid to be honest with you. It felt like a TV show. Did you ever get that sense of feeling? Yeah, you know, yes. I'll let you finish what you were saying, and then I'll interject. Oh, no, I was, I was pretty much done. Normally, when I don't like a movie, I could shit all over the movie. Fine, pick it apart every which way. I really can't pick it apart. I didn't like it, but I think I didn't like it because I wasn't along for the ride through the rest of the movies. You know, you took out all these little nuggets that I never had, and you explained it to me, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that scene makes sense now. So it's 
it may not be terrible, but it's terrible if you watch one and then try to watch number five. You you would definitely need to watch all of them to make a good assessment on if it's a good movie or not. I think that's where I failed on this is because I was one in five. I didn't like it, but I don't really have like a laundry list of stuff like I normally do when I don't like a movie of why I didn't like it. Besides, it was boring. And I agree, some of the characters were just throwaways, and it really didn't invest me into it. It it probably feels like to you, like you're only getting half the story. Is that is that probably accurate? It is. It you know, it's just hearing you talk about it. I'm like, well, you know, it, the the whole thing kind of makes more sense now. I thought about rewatching it this weekend and see if my opinion of it changes because, look, expectations will affect a movie experience regardless if you want it to or not. Oh, Spider-Man, definitely. Like Spider-Man 3. I have never had higher expectations for a movie than Spider-Man 3. And it ended up being one of the worst movie experiences I've ever had. Were my expectations high? Too high? Or was it because the movie was that shitty? I mean, I watched that movie, what, 15 years later? I watched it uh, late last year in preparation of of No Way Home coming out. And I'm like, I mean, the movie's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but I enjoyed it. I mean, there's parts in it that really suck. So, I mean, expectations really, really affect your movie-going experience, and I think that may have had something to do with why I'm so disappointed in this movie. Yeah, because that holds true, because, you know, I was a huge fan of Don't Breathe, and then not so much of the Don't Breathe 2, but I think it's, I expected it to be as good, if not better, than the first one. Absolutely. And I felt like I didn't have a whole lot to interject on this movie, just for the fact that I don't think I understood all of it. It was just kind of just a bunch of scenes. And, you know, uh, it's obvious that I took their satire the wrong way because I was expecting totally different. Uh, direction that they would have went with that but i guess that's just a uh franchise uh direction that i just never picked up on yeah so i I think we can both agree definitely go check out one through four before you ever check this one out just so you can understand the full story and what these characters are talking about from scene to scene uh look i still like it is it going to be something i just pop in on a random day and just watch out of order no. The first four, the first, I can definitely watch one and two, like once a year, maybe. Three was, eh, it was good, but definitely not as good as one and two. And then four was actually, it was actually pretty decent, honestly. And then this one is kind of like, it's kind of right around three. It's kind of like, it's not bad, but it's also not as good as everything else in the in the series. And... I mean, ultimately, I'm just disappointed. I, I thought it was going to be much better. I mean, it had great reviews coming into it. I want to say it was it was getting three to fours uh, on Letterboxd, which I'm kind of surprised by that I didn't like it as much as I did. Uh, so I definitely need to rewatch it and make sure that it's not my expectations that really held this movie back. And honestly, I was kind of hoping you would talk me off my ledge a little bit and make me like this movie a little bit more. And you didn't really do that, sir. Well, you talk me up on my score, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I was comparing this to uh, Wander. I was like, you know, 
Oh God. But I don't think that's a fair shake. I, I, I would recommend somebody to watch this if they have watched all of the movies. If you have not, invest the time in to watch those before you make your decision because it's going to be a, it's going to be a horrible movie if you just watch one and five as I have found out. Abs absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say the same. I, I think I think it's worth checking out uh, if you've seen the other movies. Uh, I paid twenty plus dollars to to watch it. Uh, trying to decide if that's putting my unbiased feelings aside. My the 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 fact that I love the series is this movie worth twenty plus bucks? No. I think it's twelve bucks on Voodoo right now, digital. Uh, I think that might be the highest I would go for this. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that I paid so much money for it. Uh, but yeah, like ten to twelve bucks, I think it's kind of right around what you would expect for this movie. Uh, especially if you're a fan of the the series, ten to twelve bucks is is perfect. Uh, anything higher than that, I can't wait for it to go on sale. Uh, but yeah, I give it two and a half stars, sir. Would you give it? I'll give it the same, just because. Uh... What I've mentioned before, I don't think it would be fair to totally dick this movie over. And considering I wasn't able to tear it apart, that's where I'm going to land at. Because, uh, I mean, I can't find a bunch of faults. So, I think we're going, okay, let me explain like this. Entertaining and series-wise, I give it a three. But I knock it down half a star just from some of the stupid shit that they put in the movie. There, that's how I got my score. If I was just going to score this movie just based on just this movie, I'd probably be at a one. I was just really bored. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that was a, a lot to do with me not knowing about the previous movies. Yeah, which was the thing I was most curious about. Uh, that's that's why I got you on this this episode. Now, why I asked you, I'm like, ah, uh, this, would, this would be a great uh, little review for people that have not watched it versus have watched it, uh, the series. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a series out there that is uh, like that, where you can pick up on any of them and watch it. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, no, Halloween follows a, I mean, it's a shitty storyline, and it's multiple uh, storylines. But they do follow some type of story from one through whatever, how many fucking movies they have now. Maybe uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think a couple of those follow the same character, but a lot of them are just kind of like standalone, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not too familiar with Nightmare on Elm Street. I was, I was never huge into that, into that series. Uh, Friday the 13th, I think other than a couple of movies, like one or two, they don't have reoccurring characters. So, yeah. I'm just wrecking my brain. I can't think of any of them. That... Friday the 13th uh, is probably the easiest to jump in to on, like, number eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just can't think of any, even non-horror movies, that would be something you could watch just off the whim. No. No, but, man, you got me thinking now. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, even the, the prequel to The Sopranos, 
you would be totally lost in that movie if you've never watched The Sopranos. Jeez, you ain't never lied. Uh, I mean, hell, the girl, the the kids watched Sing Two this weekend, and I popped in and out of the room when they were watching it, and I'm like, oh yeah, you did kind of have to watch number one to understand why they're all together. So, uh, I mean, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not, you know. To do that, yeah. well, guys, I think that's gonna be it for our review for Scream Five, Scream, Scream Twenty Two, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know, uh, but that is our review. Uh, you let us know on our Facebook. You can send me an email to gamepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts there, or you can join us at patreon.com uh, slash two game and get access to our Discord channel, and you can drop us a comment in the Discord channel about what you think about this movie. Uh, next week we are reviewing what was the name of that movie, Josh? Oh, Henry. Old Henry is the Western movie uh, with uh, the, the dude the, from Over the Wire Down. I thought he was a horny toad. <laughs> it's actually Old Henry. I just wanted to hear you say, "Oh, Henry." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> if you could save that sound bite and send it to me, that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, there you have it, guys. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, and we'll catch y'all next week on another review. Laters.